0: Back to the Friday 5 here on the ASG Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things you should know about. As we wind down the month of January, it's the off-season, but it doesn't really feel like the off-season. We are certainly busy working on some exciting projects for the podcast. We've got a couple of events coming up here at Ritter, and there's a lot of news, pending legislation, and of course, changes that the new year has brought with it. That is where we start our list, this week at number one. 2023 marks the first year that Medicare is able to negotiate prices on prescription drugs thanks to the Inflation Reduction Act. The Department of Health and Human Services announced some dates in relation to those negotiations. They're aiming for September 1st, 2023, as the date for CMS to announce the first 10 prescription drugs they have selected for price negotiation. And then CMS plans to announce the maximum fair price for those 10 Medicare Part D drugs by September 1st, 2024. So, they'll take a year to work on what pricing should look like, and then prices will go into effect beginning January 1st, 2026. According to the specifications outlined in the Inflation Reduction Act, CMS will then negotiate prices on 15 part D drugs for the 2027 coverage year. For 2028, CMS will negotiate prices on 15 Part D or Part B drugs. So beginning in 2028 is when Part B drugs are added to negotiations. And then in 2029 and each year after, CMS can negotiate prices on 20 drugs or more, selecting from both Medicare Part D and Medicare Part B. We'll be keeping an eye out for news on which drugs CMS chooses for this first round of price negotiations, and we will definitely report back when the finalized list is released. Number two, not a lot to this one, but it's an interesting branch out into healthcare for a company that has expanded rapidly in the past few years. Dollar General has partnered with DocGo to test out mobile health services at three Tennessee store locations. The mobile clinics aim to offer basic services, so urgent care, preventive care, and lab testing. This test run is seemingly the next part in Dollar General's investment in the healthcare space. Their first move began two years ago by adding a variety of healthcare products to their stores under the DG Wellbeing brand. Now, it might be too soon to say if a pharmacy brand is in the works, but Dollar General certainly has a large footprint of stores to expand these efforts into if the test should prove fruitful. They currently operate over 18,000 stores in 47 states. Number three, another quick mention here, but this one is close to my heart because it is hearing related legislation. And I've got to say, I like the way this particular bill is being handled. I don't claim to be an expert on pending legislation, but I do know from reading over my fair share of legislation that. Some bills try to get a lot done at once, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's very successful. I know conversations are happening about smaller portions of large bills all the time. But H.R. 244 is a bipartisan effort to change coverage for hearing exams and hearing aids in original Medicare. The bill seeks to amend a part of the Social Security Act. Title 18, to be precise, to quote, remove the exclusion of Medicare coverage for hearing aids and examinations, therefore, and for other purposes. End quote. The Medicare Hearing Aid Coverage Act of 2023 requests an effective date of January 1st, 2024. After being introduced in the House, it was referred to the Committee on Energy and Commerce and the Committee on Ways and Means for consideration. Number four, Instagram recently announced quiet mode and a few other new features. Quiet mode pauses notifications from the app during a set time frame of up to 12 hours. While the app is in that quiet mode, Instagram will automatically reply to incoming messages that the user is in quiet mode while the setting is turned on. Now, in addition to this new quiet mode, Instagram also announced that they would be adding a suggestion to engage quiet mode if the app detects a teenage user scrolling too much during overnight hours. Meta acknowledged in the release of the new feature that they didn't want the Instagram app to get in the way of studying, and certainly constant notifications could come in the way of that. Quiet mode can also be used at different times of the day, not just overnight. So if you would like to set it so that you can focus during the workday or during just a portion of your workday, you can do that. Just remember to set it back to the nighttime hours if you want a notification-free period of sleep. Now, I have had Do Not Disturb mode set on my phone for I think as long as it's been out. I cannot recommend that highly enough. Instagram also rolled out a new way of tweaking the Discover feed that, if I'm being honest, I never use. I navigate to that part of the app to search, but I don't scroll through it, and that's because it's just not as intuitive as other discovery algorithms. Apparently, Instagram has come to that realization as well, and they're looking to change the experience. Users can now select more than one tile and hit not interested, so Instagram knows that you don't want to see that type of content. Another new feature, you can now add in words, hashtags, and emojis to your settings that you would like Instagram to filter out of your content. As long as those hidden words are in the captions and hashtags, the tool will work. And then last, but probably most important, if you're a parent, Instagram has added the ability for parents to see the settings in their teenagers version of the app. The aim clearly is to counteract a lot of that recent research that suggests Instagram is a not-so-healthy place for teenagers to interact online. It is certainly a step in the right direction. We will have the link to a quiet mode walkthrough in our notes, as well as more info on the other new features. Number five, registration is currently underway for our State of the Senior Market event. We mentioned a few weeks back that it is being held simultaneously as an in-person event in Philadelphia and also as a virtual event for those who cannot make the drive. The state of the senior market is an annual tradition here at Ritter. Our CEO, Craig Ritter, goes over the latest news, enrollment stats, Medicare regulations and legislation, in addition to major industry trends. We've been getting some questions about the differences between attending virtually or in person, so I wanted to make sure I address those here on the show. First of all, once again, the date for our 2023 State of the Senior Market presentation, Tuesday, March 7th, so make sure you mark your calendars. When you attend in person, you will be able to ask questions on the spot and get answers. If you're attending virtually, you will not be able to ask questions. Second, this is a great networking experience to connect with both national and regional carriers, and I will throw out some names here: Independence Blue Cross, Geisinger, United Healthcare, Devoted Health, Mutual of Omaha, and Cigna, just to name a few of the carriers that will be in attendance for that event. And Speaking of networking and mingling opportunities, you will get the chance to chat with other agents and trade stories. Ritter's under 65 and more than Medicare teams will also be available to talk about how to add those new opportunities to Medicare contracts. And then, of course, in true Ritter fashion, there will be food and giveaways for those attending the in-person event. If you haven't yet registered, be sure to do that at ridderim.com slash S-O-T-S-M or use the link in our notes to save your spot. Make a plan to be there. The date again is Tuesday, March 7th, our State of the Senior Market event. And that is all we've got for today's episode. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rapel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru, Artwork by Vivian Zhao.